service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 94. Thanks for being here. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that little heart button. Maybe it's a plus button. Maybe it just says subscribe, and you'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show, so if you can, hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I will love you forever and read it on the air. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is through our Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Each month, you get at least one Patreon-exclusive episode. Last month, June's episode was Friend of the Podcast, Alexis Reynolds. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Also, if you subscribe to the Outcall tier of our Patreon, you get a free month subscription to the OnlyFans of Sweet Haley Grace and Sophia Soma. Subscribe to the Patreon. Today, episode 94, I am so stoked for today's episode. My guest is new to Atlanta. She just moved here from Oakland, California. She is a companion, a dom. She is a model. She's an artist. She's a phone sex operator. She is a wrestler. Her name, Blythe Rex. We sat down like a couple days ago. It's been like less than a week since we recorded this. So it's new. It's fresh. We discuss her move from Oakland to Atlanta, how she likes the city so far, her love of writing and her passion for telling stories, her start in sex work in 2018, working as a dom in a dungeon in Oakland, going independent, working as a companion, how she discovered wrestling. We have an, we have an in-depth talk about wrestling. Y'all are going to love this. We look at how doming has influenced other aspects of her life. We talk fisting, we talk comedy, we talk it all. Oh my God. Y'all are gonna love this. Y'all are gonna love this. Y'all can you can find Blythe. She is on Twitter at mistress underscore Blythe. You can find her on Instagram at the Blythe Show. I have links to both of those in the show notes. Click the links, follow her, show her some love. I'm gonna stop talking. I cannot wait for y'all to hear my conversation today with Blythe Rex. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is new to Atlanta. She's a companion. She has worked as a dom. She is a model. She is an artist. She is a wrestler. She is a phone sex operator. She does it all. Blythe Rex. Blythe, thanks for being on the podcast. Hi, Tank. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. Hell yeah. This is great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Me too. Listeners, we are currently in Atlanta right now. I'm looking at some beautiful things. Uh, Blythe, how do you like Atlanta so far? I love it. It's very charming. The weather's warm. People are warmer. I Yeah, so far I've just been really... It's, maybe everyone's you know coming out of pandemic and stuff and people are a little more frisky oh, but yeah. <laughs> but so far it seems like everyone's just uh enjoying themselves and that's it's just like a real fun and friendly city so. oh, yeah. i feel like 2021 people are coming out of this quarantine the friskiness is probably at an all-time high oh yes an all-time high this is... <laughs> everyone is in <laughs> heat <laughs> <laughs> they are ready what, uh, how long have you been in Atlanta? Let's see here, since May 15th. 
Oh, shit. So, like, a little over a month. Yeah, just a little over a month. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, not long at all, really. Where did you move from? Oakland, California. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. 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 How's, how's the, what's the, I feel like, I mean, Oakland and Atlanta, night and day, you know? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, I feel that there are a lot of similarities between Oakland and Atlanta in terms of, um, you know, just people going wild and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, Oakland is got kind of like a grittier reputation, I guess. Um, but I would say that they're both pretty laid back cities and it's just, uh, it's, it's more affordable in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. I mean, California. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everyone is just so tired from working all the time. So people aren't able to go out as much, you know, and also just coming out of the year we just had, it was, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's unique circumstances or whatever, but, um, I, I, I'm having more fun here. Oh yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no shade on my hometown. <laughs> Shout out to the, everybody in Oakland to the podcast. Hey. I miss you. <laughs> I'm not coming back. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might. I'll go back to visit or whatever. But for right now, I'm uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, I left California like a bat out of hell, to be honest. Nice. <laughs> so, have you found anything in Atlanta that you like so far? Like uh, anything good to do? What's well? I mean, hanging out at Piedmont Park Ooh, is yeah. so chill. There's like lots of people there, just having a good time. Um, there's people playing music there, you know, or I'll go like along the belt line too because I, yeah, I got to get out and exercise. Cause, you know, I love the belt line. Belt yeah. line's nice. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. Like there's just, I love people watching. Are you a scooterer? Are you not a scooterer? Not a scooterer. Not a scooterer. Not a, I, I, uh, I'll get on my skateboard sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, now that's, <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, we, we left that part out of the intro. but Yeah, skateboarder. <laughs> what the fuck? I love Tony Hawk was one of my favorite oh video my God. games. No, I'm just like um, like a surfer who gets bored. So okay. when I'm on land, I'll you know push around on the skateboard or whatever. But it's uh, I'm not. Hell yeah! Going to the skate park and tearing it up really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love the Beltline. I love Piedmont Park so far. Um, there's some beautiful nature too. Um, I've gotten out to some like surrounding areas, and it's just so wonderfully green. Um, I've been going out to the gay bars. Which is just great. Um, oh, yeah. There's just, you know, there's a lot to do, it yeah. seems like. Um, and there's good food, too. So The food is happening. The food, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with the mm-hmm. food, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love food. So. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned surfing, right? How long have you been surfing? How long? Um, not that long. Let's see here. Since 2014. Okay. So, five, six Six years? Six years? okay um but not like real consistently okay you know so it's i have a hard time calling myself a surfer you know i'm someone who enjoys surfing okay (laughs) um i have my own surfboard but um i think that's what i think okay 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 (laughs) it's like if you rent if you rent a surfboard not a surfer i want a surfboard you're okay all right (laughs) um yeah it's it's something that i'll like go through little phases of you know and be a little bit more dedicated at sometimes and other times not because it's it's like it's kind of a situation yeah it's it's a lot (laughs) gotta wake up early you know that's 
That's what I'm saying. They, gotta be, they, gotta be a, they never say that if you, if you want to be a surfer, you got to be a morning person also. No, it's... That's also part of it. I mean, if if you want the best waves, if you don't, if you're like me and you don't care that if you're a low tide low life like myself, <laughs> then you'll go out at any time. But um, yeah, it is better to wake up early. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> you are a model. Yes. How long have you been modeling? Actually, quite a while. Um, I recently found some pictures of myself as a teenager that I, you know, took at a photo shoot. And I was like, holy shit, I guess I've been modeling like a long ass time. Oh, shit, nice. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I downplay kind of because it's not like a main source of income. It's not like my main uh, focus necessarily. But um, especially since I became a sex worker, uh, I've been doing a lot more photo shoots. And then I kind of realized, oh, wait, no, I, I already have quite a bit of experience in this just from, I don't know, modeling for friends or... Um, just random gigs, just like random Craigslist gigs that, okay. you know, like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it, it's at least, I would say, you know, officially I'd say at least 10 years, oh, shit, you okay. know, um, a pro. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> but even like when I was a teenager, I did a little bit of modeling because I was really into acting when okay. I was a teenager also. And so I would do, you know, like headshots and other types of photo shoots, just because I feel like when you're in the performing arts, you kind of end up doing some modeling anyway because you have to like do promotional photo shoots or whatever. Yeah. So it just it just happens. It's just modeling happens, it as happens, they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People to see you in public, they're like, "Oh my god, hey, can I get a picture?" This is that'll be twenty dollars. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So. You are an artist as well. Mm-hmm. What kind of what, what? What do you create? What's your What's your art form? What's your go to? I am a photographer. Okay. Um, I shoot film. Oh, I'm nice. Analog, and I'm kind of like a artsy photographer. You know, like um, like I'm kind of into surrealist photography. If okay. You know, when I'm when I'm shooting for myself, you know, I don't really shoot particular subjects or models i don't do studio photography um i love doing travel photography street photography and surrealist photography where you're like what am i looking at (laughs) (laughs) but i think i do it in a way where it's at least interesting and you're not like totally uh detached from the photo because you can't figure it out but um I like to do a lot of multiple exposures on oh, the film. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a professional f- photographer, like, for hire, because I don't want to shoot what people want me to shoot. I want to just okay. shoot what I'm digging at the time, you know? Um, so it's it's like, you, you say, oh, I'm a photographer, and people are like, oh, cool. Like, they think that you're doing weddings, or you're doing other things, or fashion, or yeah. something. And it's like, no, actually, I'm just, like, a really weird artist. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said photographer. I'm like, well, I need headshots. Uh, so then, uh, like, I have nope. no lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no lights. I, um, I've been shooting a lot of black and white lately. Okay. Um, uh, oh, and I'm a writer, too. That's the other type oh, okay. of art that I do. Um, Ooh, so. Nice. I write creative nonfiction. I'm putting together a bunch of things that I wrote while I was traveling years ago. Um, I traveled for like 10 years in my 20s. Oh, wow. Um, You know, like pretty consistently, kind of on and off, but still like 
mostly traveling over those 10 years. Oh, yeah. Um, and I rode a lot while I was traveling, so. Uh-oh. What up, car? How hey. you doing over there? Vroom, vroom. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm working on right now is putting all that stuff together because I always had the intention of, um, you know, like publishing it as like a collection. Okay. Lots of fun travel stories because I was like hitchhiking and, oh, nice. do, you know, doing all kinds of different jobs around the world. And Who's the coolest person that you met hitchhiking? The coolest person I met hitchhiking. Wow. I mean, there were there's like a lot of cool people actually because it you kind of create the space. Um, you know, there are sketchy situations, but it's really like a very very small fraction compared to all the cool people who are just like, yeah. "What's up?" Like, yeah. sure, I'll take you down the road. You know, I mean, I met a lot of truck drivers who were super cool just because they had really cool trucks, <laughs> <laughs> and like I I rode. Um, this was in Chile. We rode from like the top of Chile. Um, I was I was traveling with my ex, like from the Peruvian border all the way down to Santiago. It was like a two day ride with oh, the shit. same truck driver who was just like so chill. He let us, and he had like two beds in his truck. Oh, sweet! You know, and he had Wi Fi in his truck. Wow. And- <laughs> And was like obsessed with Guns N' Roses. So really? we were just like watching Guns N' Roses videos, like two, you know, like vagabonds just like living it up in this like air conditioned <laughs> truck with Wi Fi and, and two beds. That is amazing. Um, and we're still friends on Facebook, you know, with the driver. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was really cool. Um, Hell yeah. Let's see here. I'll just leave it at that for, That's the, amazing, for, for the coolest person Fuck for now. Yeah. If I think of someone else, I'll let you know. Yeah, Chile, fucking Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Big ass truck. Right. It was, a, it was a tomato truck. He was just hauling like a truckload of tomatoes. <laughs> but know? he's like, I want it. Like, he, he's, he's supposed to be there a day earlier. And he's like, I just want to hang out with you. Y'all can just stay. I'll take it slow. Totally. You know? <laughs> <got> the, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what, uh, what's something you're passionate about? I am passionate about, I mean, I'm passionate about writing. I'm passionate about stories, particularly true stories. Okay. Or like, you know, slightly embellished true stories, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you can just kind of like spice it up a little bit. Yeah, so that's like my main passion right now is telling true life stories. And so that's like what I'm writing about. That's also like kind of why I was so stoked to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, And... um, and that's like one of the reasons I like comedy because oh. I like listening to people's stories. I don't know if you've heard of like, there's like a storytelling podcast that's really good. It's like called Risk Storytelling or something. Okay. Any, but I just love listening to true stories. Yeah. And, and I, I just think it's like super important, especially um, as a sex worker, that we, that like, you know, our stories get out there too, yeah. you know? And um, so that's something I'm passionate about is the truth. The goddamn <laughs> truth. And nothing but the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Blythe, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. Hell this, yeah. This really Thank Fuck you. Yeah. I appreciate you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I feel like, you know, I always like to start at the beginning of everyone's kind of like sex work journey, right? Yes. Can you, do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work at all? Yes. What was it? I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. I was like um, in elementary school. Okay. And I remember like if I, 
my very, very first exposure to sex work is, you know, the back page of the, of, of this like weekly newspaper okay. in my area, you know? And I was just like, I was always, cause when you're a kid, you know that something is going on that you're not supposed to know about, but everyone's really interested in it. Everyone's so but interested. you're not supposed to know about it. And everyone's like, and so you just, I don't know, it just, I fixated on it. And I was like, oh, God, God. like, oh, sex, like, what is, what's going on? Like, <laughs> uh, like everyone's covering my eyes and like, I'm not supposed to know about it. Um, <clears throat> but when I was in elementary school, probably, you know, like fourth or fifth grade, um, my best friend and I, we would call the phone sex ladies. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we wanted to know what was up. Like, <laughs> we were like, what is the fuss about? Um, so that was like my very, you know, and they would be, you know, just annoyed. They're like, get off that line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need a credit card though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then like in high school, we would go to the adult, we would like try to sneak into the adult stores okay. before we were 18 because, you know, we just like needed supplies. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I also remember like the local video store by my house. This was like that, you know, before Netflix and yeah. even before Netflix was mailing you DVDs. It was Blockbuster like. Blockbuster days. Yeah, this was like the local, the local uh, locally owned, not a chain. Um, and they had that bead curtain and that separate room. Yeah. And you know, me, just because of how I've always been, I was like, I don't care about this bead curtain. Like, this I need isn't to stop it, dude. Right? This yeah, is... I would like go back there and like look around, and my mom would always like, get, 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 come back here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> um, so, even like as a young kid, I was always just like very interested in not just like sex, but like professional sex. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, there's like sex and then there's like prose. Yeah. <laughs> so like I wasn't fully aware or registering in those categories in my mind, but I was like definitely curious like about, you know, porn, about um, you know, phone sex, about you know, the beaded curtain room. Yeah. <laughs> so like in um and then in high school one of my friends, she was a year older than me, uh, she worked at a strip club. Okay. And we would go. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the Bay Area, San Francisco. You know, we were um, we were friends with one of the dancers. So we were, like, some of us were underage, but we would get in. Yeah. And um, for, so that was the first time I went to a strip club. Amazing. I was in high school. And because I am who I am, I wore a fake mustache to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a cute little dress and a mustache. <laughs> I love that. Cause. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> just to be totally <laughs> inconspicuous. <laughs> um, and so that was that was like my first real exposure to like live and in person sex work. You know, I saw my friend dancing. I was like so happy for her. And at this club, they also did like a live sex show on stage. So yeah. at that at like that night, my first night at a strip club, I also saw like two women on the stage fucking each other with a double sided dildo. Not many kids get to see that live. Yeah, right? That's great. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was just like, Wow, I'm so happy for everyone here, you know. <laughs> um At that point, do do you like do you ever see yourself in that? 
Or are you just like, this is this is something I'm in school to me, you know? Are you are you ever kind of putting yourself in that? Or is it at that point it's just as simply like, I'm interested, this is cool? Yes, and like, I think like there, there was definitely like a feeling where it wasn't totally registering to me like what this feeling was like pointing to or whatever yeah. but like I saw that stuff and obviously it was sexy so I was like turned on you know <laughs> but but not just in a like oh I'm aroused way but in a like I, like looking back retrospectively it was like maybe because I wanted to do something like that too you know and like sometimes I would like think about no, definitely like think about it sometimes and like oh what would that be like but it would it would never go further than that you know yeah. it would just be like that kind of like oh this is naughty feeling you yeah. know and you're like oh i shouldn't i shouldn't like pull that thread too much you yeah. know like okay you know like let me just get back to my work here like <laughs> <laughs> so there was like a little tiny bit of a thought um at that point in my life but i didn't you know that was i was like that was like when i was eight, 17 18 i didn't actually do anything sexy for money until i was 22 okay and that was just like kind of a a one off thing at that time where i did like um uh an erotic photo shoot okay with you know like full nude like way up in there you know like <laughs> like not suggestive just obvious yeah <laughs> so i did like a one off photo shoot while i was traveling actually cuz i was needing the money oh, and yeah. i was like you know what whatever i'm especially when you're in a new environment you feel a little bit looser sometimes and like yeah. i'll try something new i'll do something that's i maybe wouldn't try back home so that was when i was 22 and then fast forward to when i was 28 is okay. when i actually started working as a sex worker how is the how is starting like when you're 28 how is what does that look like you entering the industry okay well it was because of a podcast nice <laughs> It was because of a podcast. So what's, what's the podcast? Can whoever's you... out there listening now, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, it was a podcast called "Sex Gets Real." Okay, have you heard of it? I've not. Um, it's hosted by um, sex workers. Okay, and of course, I can't remember her name. She's lovely, but um, the podcast is called "Sex Gets Real." And at the time, I was. Working in the cannabis industry, so I was up in Northern California, like, trimming weed for months on end, just, like, you know, sitting in a garage, just listening to podcasts all day and trimming pounds and pounds of weed. (laughs) So um, my friend recommended this podcast. She's like, oh, I think you'll like it, you know. Um, And the host talks about all kinds of different aspects of sexuality, not just sex work, but, you know... It's it's more of a sexuality podcast than just specifically sex work. Okay. Um, but she does talk about sex work and she does talk about um, dom work. Okay. Um, so that kind of planted the seed um, as I was listening and I was, you know, thinking about it more. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. You know, like I don't want to really trim weed that much. Maybe I could try something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that trim season, I went back to the Bay Area and... My main gig, or another one of my main gigs, um, was childcare. Okay. So, <laughs> um, and I was actually out walking some babies in a neighborhood where um, there's a dungeon. I didn't know there was a dungeon okay. in that neighborhood, but I'm just out walking babies, freshly back from trimming weed. So 
I kind of still have this stuff in my head yeah. about the podcast and sex work and yada, yada, yada. And while I'm walking these babies, I run into an old friend who I used to bartend with. And she's like, oh my gosh, what are you up to? Like, who are these babies? I'm like, oh, I'm just working right now. You know, what are you up to? And she goes, oh, well, I'm about to go work in this house right now. <laughs> Did you say it like that? <laughs> she, she said it just like that. This house? Like, yeah. you want to ask me, ask mm-hmm. me. And I just knew immediately. I just said, you're a dom, aren't you? I just knew immediately. I just knew it. And she goes, yes. And I've been thinking about you since I started here. And I'm going to get you in. And, you know, so you can start training. Yeah. And I was like. Yes. She was like, fuck these babies. I got a better gig. Let's <laughs> just push them off the sidewalk and I walked right into the dungeon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, that's okay. I'm, I respect children. I don't. The, the, the kids were safely taken back to the parents' house. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, in the next few days, I went in for an interview at the dungeon and um you know per my friend's recommendation and and her reference and and that's how i started and they do like a they do training there too so um it was like an eight shift training was basically like eight full days um i think i did my training in like 10 weeks honestly because i was like because it's not like a paid training you know so i was oh really okay you get tips okay you get tips right what is it? Yeah, what's the, I guess what's the training look like? I guess how's that? How, yeah, how's that work? I guess. Yeah, so um, at that dungeon, it's a lot of dungeon. Like there aren't many dungeons that have mistresses on shift these okay. days. Um, most dungeons are just like private rental, you know. And this dungeon is one of the few remaining ones where you can like go on the website and you're like, oh, who's there today? And, okay. You know, and you can just call up and be like. I want to see Mistress Ophelia, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it, it was a really great experience because there was always someone there, you know? Oh, okay. And um, you get trained in not only, like, how to use the equipment and how to take care of the equipment, how to clean things, all the inventory, like, all the, how to do the laundry. Um, you also get trained in skills like biohazard containment and like biohazard cleanup you know because this is you know in the kink and bdsm world yeah you're you're doing all kinds of shit yeah clean up blood yeah yeah. yeah. uh clean up dick blood you know like (laughs) (laughs) how do you do it safely so you get trained in all those types of things um also just like how to you know flog someone safely and um so you learn that. You also learn how to work the phones, how to, you know, be a receptionist and do the booking and like, oh, wow. you know, quote people the rates. and it's like Padawan and, kind of thing. Like you're like, like a... Wait, is that I don't a know, Star Wars reference? Star Wars? The, the, little, the, the little Jedis, yes. you know, training under the big Jedis. Totally. Until they can become Jedis yeah. themselves. And so while you're there... Um, learning all these things, you're also supposed to be um, available for walk-ons. Okay. Which is you ask, um, you know, a more senior mistress if you can do a walk-on on their scene and be a part of their session for a little bit, for like 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And that's... Um, so you can just kind of start to learn how things go in scene, you know? Okay. and um And have some interaction with clients. And, you know, the, the mistress will ask their client if, if the, if, you know, he's okay with it. And then you can 
Um, and then she'll tell you when to come in. You, you get you get dressed up and you go into the scene for 10 to 15 minutes and you have like a little, uh, you know, double mistress scene for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And that's how you start to learn. When you're initially like training, are you training on like clients or is it you're training on who, I guess? Yes. Who, okay. Clients. Okay. Sweet. On clients. So it, as long as the client is comfortable with it and you're also supervised by the more senior mistress in the scene. Um, so, you know, if, if you know that someone's got a fisting scene coming up and you haven't tried fisting yet, yeah. you'd say, Oh, please, mistress, can I, um, can I do a walk on, on your scene? Oh, you know? Okay. And she'll say, Oh, okay, wonderful. Let me ask. And if the, um, and if the client's okay with it and they usually are, cause everyone loves, to get to you see know, two yeah. beautiful people. Obviously. Like, you know? And, you know, people love new faces and, yeah. you know, the innocence, too. Like, they, people love it. They eat it up. They're like, yes, yes, bring in someone new. You know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think the first time I fisted someone, actually, was when I was just doing a walk-on and we held hands. Oh, the double fist. Inside nice. of his ass. That is amazing. Isn't that sweet? I know. It's, cl- it's so warm. I just, I just right. That's so great. So, yeah, that's kind of how you start to get practice and, um, yeah. So, oh, actually, how long were you, did you work at the dungeon? Let's see here. Started there in 2018. Um, Two years and then COVID happened. Oh, okay. So. (laughs) Two years. After 2020, I like cannot. (laughs) I don't know time anymore. Um, So, yeah, roughly two years. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. How was, I guess, how did you get into companionship? What's, what? yeah, what's your, I guess, what's your, so you start nodding. Mm-hmm. When do you say, I kind of want to do companionship as well? What's that, how's, what's that look like, I guess? Well, at the dungeon, um, you know, we have like common spaces where the, where the mistresses hang out and stuff. So we're all, you know, we sit around the table and we're talking about stuff. And so I just like, you know, hear things that other people are doing, you know, um, like seeking arrangements. Okay. I'm sure everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> knows about that place <laughs> at this point um and you know just other ways that you can you know make money yeah doing sex work and on seeking arrangements you know i was aware that like that's was a thing that people were into that they are gonna want to have sex and it pays more so i was like okay well let me like check this out let's see what happens see who i meet yeah um but it was like really like you had to be really if you were working at the dungeon like the headmistress was not cool like she would not let you work there if she found out that you were on seeking arrangements or if you were doing escorting oh even if it was outside the even if it was outside the business you weren't oh wow right yeah so yeah she was like really paranoid about anything coming back to her website okay you know and and you know if, if she's advertising you on her website but you're like you know escorting even in your own personal life like who knows? It could come back to her. She didn't want to get slapped with some kind of like yeah. charge of you know pimping and pandering or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, she like took that really seriously, um, and even though some of the people like, you know, still, still you know, yeah. hush hush on the down low or whatever, and so I was doing that a little bit. Yeah, through seeking arrangements. Every once in a while, I'd get a date. You know. Um, find any like actual sugar daddies who actually wanted to be a sugar daddy yeah. and just like give me money for looking cute where you at where you at dogs if you're out there if you're listening please um it's the Blythe show at protonmail.com yeah. <laughs> 
Hit her up. Right. <laughs> Send us some money for right. Lucky Q. What you doing? Yeah. You a no. baller. Sorry. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I you know I did find some fun dates you know here and there on seeking arrangements. But of course, that site's kind of weird too. And like, I got kicked off enough times where I was just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I think I didn't start advertising on like Trist as a companion until like a year and a half ago, maybe. Okay. You, you know, so again, 2020 is such a blur, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was when I was starting to like phase out of the dungeon a little bit then okay. I was like okay but I was originally just advertising on Trist like as a, a with a BDSM ad okay okay and then I eventually like switched it over to um an escort ad okay um but they're the same price which is cool because oh, nice. a lot of websites will charge you more to advertise as an escort yeah um like three times as much <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um so yeah, I I think I I wanted to get into escorting more because it felt like I could uh, be myself a little bit more. You know, okay. like um, as a mistress, it's um, it's much. I, I'm putting on a character a little bit more. You know, yeah. depending on the client, depending on the scene, but it it does get like it gets to be really exhausting. You know, I find that I'm more exhausted from dom work than doing um like companion dates yeah so i was like well, diversify a bit you know yeah. but i still really love doing dom work. yeah <laughs> what is what do you feel like your biggest challenge was starting out in doming starting out in companionship mm-hmm. do you what's your biggest challenge i'd say the most challenging thing is dealing with mean people okay you know like the most emotionally challenging um which then you know affects other you know it's when something's emotionally challenging it it affects you know your ability to do like or it can can be challenging in other ways too you know like if it's emotionally challenging and maybe you're gonna avoid it so now it's a financial issue you know you know what i mean so it's like dealing with mean people is really hard <laughs> or or just um you know not even necessarily dealing with them but receiving that type of energy from yeah. people yeah um because i don't necessarily want to engage with people when they're being um mean-spirited but it's still like it affects you yeah you know i mean it's like bartending you know like most people are having a good time yeah but you every once in a while you get that really angry drunk yeah yeah um and it's like sure you know after a while you've got a little bit thicker skin but it's still just like i feel like there's i mean bums you out you know there's a way to like to where you can like deflect it but still i feel like yeah you still absorb a little bit right yeah you know Uh uh-huh um another challenge is just um representing yourself on paper sometimes for housing for um civilian jobs if you're trying to get like a little part-time gig you know what i mean it's like do i tell them do i not tell them how do i explain this gap in my resume like (laughs) (laughs) um and then you know 
landlords wanting proof of income, yeah, things like that. Um, that's a huge challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> how is it? I guess how is it establishing yourself? Like, because when you're working in the dungeon, I guess are you? Is it mainly through like you working shifts and then people basically coming in on that shift, right? And then okay, how is it then when you're going and you're like independent? Working as a companion, you're solely relying on your ads. Right. How is it establishing yourself like independently versus, you know, where you're not relying on this already yeah. already existing clientele? So the dungeon was really great because it had been, you know, it's it's still there in Oakland. It's been there for like twenty five years at this oh, point. Nice. Um so there was a huge client base that were just regulars to that dungeon specifically yeah. you know and guys would come in who've you know seen every mistress for 20 years now <laughs> you know which is incredible um so i had been successful enough at that dungeon where some clients followed me even after i became independent okay. you know so that um so that worked out well um and also with wrestling I got like a lot of um, regulars and and just like fans through wrestling. Okay. Um, and I was even able to tour Europe twice. Really? Just wrestling. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we let's talk the wrestling, right? <laughs> are you throwing legs? You got some log legs. Yes. Or are you throwing legs? Okay. Yes, obviously. Nice chop. You know. Awesome. Okay. Axe chop. Before. How did wrestling happen? How'd you start doing that? Okay. Well, I started at the dungeon. Okay, so um, at the dungeon, um, every mistress has a yes-no list. Okay. Um, it basically says, like, the things that you offer or don't offer, and for the things you offer, like, how you offer them or to what degree, et cetera. So, like, when you're doing when, when you're doing phones and you're at the receptionist desk, you have everyone's yes-no list in front of you. Okay. So when someone calls and says, oh, I'd like to see, you know, mistress live for a golden shower um you say oh actually no she doesn't provide that sorry you know or yeah um and on the yes no list is wrestling okay and the dungeon had wrestling mats and a room that you know the wrestling happens in it wasn't specifically for wrestling but it was just like the room that was big enough for the mats yeah um and when i did my yes no list when i was starting out i was like nah i don't really i said no no i'm not interested but when I was training, um, there was another mistress on shift who had a wrestling session coming up and she offered, she said, do you want to do a walk on to my wrestling session? Yeah. Um, are you going to be offering wrestling? And I said, you know, I originally thought that, no, I'm not going to offer it. But you know what? I want to see what it's about. Sign me in, like sign me up. I'll do a walk on for your, you know, wrestling session coming up. And so, you know, I. Halfway through her session, you know, I I just put on a little sports bra and some shorts or something. And I go up there and she's, you know, in her little wrestling outfit with the guy. And Before this, do you have any kind of experience wrestling at all? Like, are you, are you... I'm athletic. Okay. I'm scrappy. Okay. I um, have done, like, some martial arts. Okay. But not really wrestling. Okay. Um, And when I did martial arts, it was more for fitness, not necessarily for... competing or anything you know um sweet but i am scrappy so i feel like that's probably (laughs) that i feel like that's better than than, yeah exactly so it's like even though i when i initially saw wrestling on the yes no list and i was like kind of averse to it 
like I wouldn't necessarily like back down from yeah. a real life wrestling match. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> I I'm scrappy. Um, so anyway, I go up and for for the wrestling walk on, and um, I get in there, and this dude is like definitely heavier than me, you know, and yeah. um, and the other mistress was just like, all right, like take him out, Blythe, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. You know, he's, he's, he's there. Like, you think you could take me? Yeah, yeah, he's there. He's, like, definitely underestimating me, you okay, know, and, okay. and thinks that it's just going to be more playful. Okay. But as soon as it was time to go, I just, like, took him out. And I just, like, it's like I saw red. Like, I could not stop. And, like, the... My internal monologue was just like, you are not losing. Like, you are, like, this is. Oh, God. So I was like, maybe this is for me, you know? Like, because yeah. that was just like, my immediate response was like, no way I'm I'm going to lose this wrestling. <laughs> but I feel like anybody, like, if I'm booking a wrestling thing, I'm like, I feel like I want you to try to win. You yeah. Know? I, don't, I don't want, you know, I'm right. like 100%. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's the, I mean, the fetish of it. Is mostly guys who are um, submissive and enjoy being overpowered. Yeah. I'm about to get um, pinned, and it's gonna be yes, great. Yes, um, who enjoy being choked, who enjoy being, you know, um, squeezed. Should I wrap <laughs> the legs around hit with the, yep. the cross? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and and some of the wrestling guys are actual fighters too, okay. and they train, and they. Um, and, 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 like, I'll see really big guys, too, who are actually just just really want me to choke them with my feet. <laughs> These big buff guys, and secretly they just Hell they yeah. just want feet in their face. <laughs> um, which is so adorable to me, I think, you know? And, um, and so they'll actually show me moves in the session oh, and show nice. me how to kick their ass better. Ooh, that's good. I know, that's, like, such a win-win-win. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... I And it, I just, like, really took to it once so I started. After the first one, you're like... I got I want to do that again. I yes. like we're added to the list immediately. Yes. So okay. I, I changed it. I um, changed my yes no list, updated my um, online yes no list and stuff, and I started getting more wrestling sessions. I think just because I, I do have like kind of an athletic build, and um, I think that the sporty look just like looks good on me, you yeah. know. So I think you know once I started posting pictures of you know hot sports bra and the shorts and stuff i think it just really worked for for me um in terms of like marketing okay Okay. (laughs) i think people saw it and they were like oh yeah that's 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 it right there (laughs) you know um (laughs) uh, so once that happened i just started getting more and more wrestling sessions and then someone finally told me about some wrestling platforms sweet and i started advertising on on some specific wrestling platforms and then it just really took off from there. So, yeah. do you feel like is is wrestling the most popular in in terms of like the other um, fetishes and kinks and stuff yeah, that yeah, I get yeah. booked for? It is really popular, actually. Okay. It's quite popular. Like I said, I toured Europe twice just wrestling, you know, and um, and I've even toured a couple other states um, wrestling. And and before COVID, you know, I had like a couple tours planned. Um, in spring of 2020 okay. just for wrestling That's so amazing. it's like I, I yeah I don't, I don't know it, I, I mean I'm here for it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't need to know why, but like, <laughs> if you want that, then like it's totally cool. It's a lot of fun too. It's just I find that a lot of the wrestling clients are just um, some of the easiest people to communicate with and um, are just like really easygoing, um, and it's just a lot of fun. Do people ever take it too seriously? Are there people that are like, I want to win so bad? I'm sure there are. I don't really, um, I try to avoid those people because you can kind of tell. Oh, yeah. What, you know, when they're making their inquiry and oh, stuff. okay. Because I'll get emails, you know, they're like, oh, like, how about this challenge? And like, if you can pin me this many times, I'll throw down this much extra money. And, okay. da, da, da. and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> No. Yeah. Like, I'm competitive, but not like that. Like, yeah. Like, I'm here to win. <laughs> and, like, you know, because I'm still a dom. I'm like, and it yeah. is like, that is most of what that wrestling is. You know, yeah. like, I will do, I'll do competitive sessions with people who are my weight. Yeah. Um, but it's but, like, we're not, me and you, it's like, like I'm a lot heavier than you. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's... And so, you know, there are those, like, physical aspects that, like, you have to consider when you're doing any type of martial art, really. Yeah. Even, you know, like a rigged match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still, like, it's not fun if the if one person's just, like, totally, yeah. you know, like, using their, being, like, an unfair advantage or something, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's more fun if we play by my rules. Obviously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there are people who have that attitude, and I just don't really book with them because yeah, I yeah. can tell yeah. going into it, you know? Okay. That's like, nah. Is there an average clientele in, you know, doming, companionship, wrestling? Is it like, is there, is there an average clientele? Does it differ based on what, like, what you're, I guess, providing? Yeah, so, like, most of my um, Dom clients are, you know, submissive. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'd say that... Well, okay, wait, what do you mean? I guess guess maybe demographics, right? Okay. Yeah, so maybe, like... Well, the wrestling clients, I get a lot of lawyers. Okay. (laughs) And lately, in wrestling, I've been getting... A lot of like really buff black guys who okay. really like feet. Really, <laughs> nice. Shout out to the black dudes hey. on the podcast. This is the podcast. Like a <laughs> um, and that that's been like a little bit more recently in the past year or so. Like, okay. I don't I don't ask people what they look like or like you know when I'm booking with them. I don't really yeah. care. But then like a few sessions in a row, I'm getting like very similar people and yeah. i'm like okay oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is right now but all right <laughs> yeah. okay. i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and like so who specifically like foot chokes foot chokes foot chokes what's a foot choke okay lay down i'm just kidding <laughs> um basically i, I choke them with my feet okay okay so like I can put, I'll put my feet like around their neck, like crossed like this. And oh, then I'll okay. just go like that and just like, Whoo! Oh, uh, shit. okay. The foot. Cho- okay. Yeah. Oh, it's no, a wait, foot show. Notes oh. over. Sorry. <laughs> you got it. It is a foot show. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There's another piece of paper down there. I'd say overall the clientele is like, you know, older. Okay. Got more money to spend, you know, yeah. um, get a lot of lawyers. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it. I try to attract people that I'm 
who are interested in in you know what I'm interested in. You know, so yeah. so that's what I advertise is the things that I'm interested in and that I that I truly enjoy. So I'm hoping that that attracts the type of people who are also you know yeah yeah it just can be more fun that way. Okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, on your ads, right? You advertise as like a companion, but like a dominant companion, right? What right. is what is that? I guess what is a dominant companion? What does what does that look like? I guess versus I guess a quote unquote like normal companion. I mm, guess, mm-hmm. if you want to say that. Okay, so I just feel like I have a dominant persona. You know, like I don't get along well with guys who are alpha male types. Okay. You know what I mean? Who yeah. are just like get on the bit, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know, I'm uh, not like, I've never had a client who's, you know, like that. Um, well, wait, <laughs> <laughs> on seeking arrangements, I met a few like that and, yeah. and I wasn't advertising as a dominant person um, or seeking arrangements isn't, uh, you know, for advertising, yeah. let's say, <laughs> but on my profile, I said, I think I said something like dominant to most submissive for some, oh, you know, okay. um, and sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I think that's how some people took it. <laughs> um, and like in in the world of of kink and BDSM, like I I enjoy being on the more submissive side for with some people. It really depends, though. And so I say I'm a dominant companion because I just I feel like that just comes through. I I come from a like, I just want people to know what they're getting. Yeah. Right? So, like, I come from a mistress background, and it, it just comes through sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, even when I was, um, before I even started doing any dom work, I would talk to my friends and say, oh, I'm thinking about this. And they were like, oh, that's perfect for you. Oh, because yeah. I'm okay. just, like, I command. I, you know, I like things to be my way. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so as a dominant companion, I, I, I just have more fun with people who are willing or who also enjoy um, giving up a little bit of control. Okay. You know, and who um, are open to playing with that power dynamic okay. with, with me. Oh yeah. Because um, I... Like, I'm just not going to have a good time with someone who's, uh, you know, a dominant alpha male or whatever. Because that's just like... Not what I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I wouldn't even date someone like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, some people are really into it, you know? Like, good. That's great. Um, being submissive is super hot, too. But um, I just... I, I I like to let people know what they're in for. Is that, okay. like, you know, don't come over here thinking that you're going to boss me around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that... And also, if you like to be bossed around, please come here. <laughs> People, hey, what are right? you doing? Yeah. You know? Okay, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so now it's a reveal. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I wore this shirt just for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who aren't in the studio with us right now, which would be everyone who's listening, um, <laughs> my shirt says, money makes me come. That's... <laughs> I wore this out, actually, um, in, here in Atlanta. Okay. And I was a little bit um, nervous about wearing this shirt out in public. It's Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? And I learned real quick that... Yeah. 
It's totally cool. It was like... You go to Marietta, you know, you go a little north, you go a little south, you go a little east, go a little west, you know. Might turn some heads, but this this is the A. We're like, oh, fuck yeah. That's exactly... I got people (laughs) commenting on it and everyone who... It was just like... I had a handful of people who were like, oh, that shirt's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was like, yes. So, back to the the wrestling real quick, right? Yes, yes. Do you have a favorite move? Ooh. Favorite wrestling move? Yes. Okay. Um, the foot choke. <laughs> the foot choke. Okay. <laughs> I love the foot choke. Um, I also love, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. I love the grapevine. The grapevine? Yes. What's the grapevine? That's where you're um, on top of someone, like stomach to stomach, basically. Okay. And you wrap your legs around their legs and it forces. Their legs out? To, yeah. Okay. We used to call that the Saturday Night Ride. In high school, oh, oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I like that, and I also like. Um, I can't usually make people tap with that one. Okay. But it is if someone's not very flexible, it's very awkward for them. Okay. And um, and it's also just like a sexy move because you're like pressing onto them and yeah. like put your tits in their face or something. But then I also love leg chokes. You know. Okay. Um, like uh, what do they call it? Um, the scissor, scissor chokes, oh, okay, scissor holds, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Um, that's usually like a big favorite with clients too. Yeah. Getting their, you know, my ass is just like right in their face and they're just getting squeezed with my thighs. So Amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, who doesn't yeah. love that? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do some girl on girl wrestling too. Okay. Um, and... I didn't realize how hot it was to be choked the fuck out <laughs> um, until I wrestled with another um, wrestler, yeah. you know, who, who does. And we're still good friends and I still get flustered when I think about her. I'll probably text her later. Um, <laughs> but the first time I, I did a girl on girl wrestling session, um, it was with our like a mutual client. And so we were wrestling me and the other provider, and then we would do, like, round robin, and then we'd, like, each wrestle him. Or whatever. Okay. But she was, like, kicking my ass, and, like, I was so okay I with like it. Like, I was amazing. like, oh, yes, please. She's, like, a little bit smaller than me, okay. but, like, extremely fast and, okay. like, incredible thighs. <laughs> Shout out to her. Hey. hey. <laughs> Shout out to Roxanne in LA. Hell What's yeah. up? I miss you. <laughs> oh, man. What, uh, so you're in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. How is it, how, how is it breaking into a new market? How's, um, how's that been, I guess? So far, so good. You oh, know, yeah. um, I'm... I feel like there's always like a little spike when you're new somewhere. Yeah. Or when you're like new on a certain platform because people love like, you know, it's like that beginner's, not beginner's luck, but like, you know, people love like a new face. They're like, oh, cool. I mean, especially to like to where, you know, a lot of offerings that people have are like singular, you know, like I offer companionship, Mm -hmm, I offer mm -hmm. nomming. Right. You know, but you're like, I offer companionship, I offer nomming, I offer wrestling. People are like... (laughs) Yes. What? Okay, I, yes. I mean, that's what I hope. I, yeah. I, my, I worry that it's maybe, like, too confusing or, like, intimidating to some people. Or they're like, I don't know 
what you're gonna do to me like <laughs> but i feel like when people go to a buffet it's like it's still like there's, this, there's so like it's it's been there's so many things to, yeah, yeah it's like, never bad it it's never right, bad yeah. it's never a bad thing yeah i don't know well like um you know i saw a client earlier today who was wanting it all yeah you know see so, that's yeah so it was like you know he likes being told what to do he likes a little bit of wrestling and like uh you know being pinned down and then he also wanted to fuck so it was like Hey, what's up? The, like, best, the best of <laughs> all the worlds. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the new market, I guess I'm... So far, I'm finding that Atlanta is, like, a really um, sex work-friendly place. Yeah. Um, it, I've, you know, the strip clubs are legendary, obviously. And then um, you know, I've just met strangers. I, so since I've been here, people have been approaching me and just telling me I have, like, a glow about me. I don't know. They're, yeah. Like, I've just been approached a lot since I've been here. I think it's because I'm just like stoked to be here so or something but yeah. um I'm a terrible liar also and people just they just want to ask me what I do you know they're okay, like oh yeah. hey like what's what's up with you like <laughs> you look so ha- like so cool and and uh you know like happy or whatever like oh and I'm like oh I'm new here you know they're like oh what do you do <laughs> I'm like ah oh. <laughs> well so I've do you have the internet right yeah <laughs> do you have twitter okay. <laughs> So my line is, I just say, well, I'm a professional lover. <laughs> and because um, I'm a terrible liar. Like, I, I like, especially on the moment, like, I, I'm going to slip up if I try to lie. And yeah. just like, it's just going to be awkward. And so I just say that. And perfect strangers are just like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a card? <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me the other day. <laughs> that's See, the cards, I feel like that's like. I was like, no, but. You can walk with me. <laughs> he was a barber, and I was walking by, and he came out of his barber shop. Nice. <laughs> and he wanted to talk to me, so I just figured, you know, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. What do you feel like your favorite part of sex work is? And least favorite. Ooh. Favorite and least favorite. Ooh. So my favorite part is making people feel good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, okay, so in, in Dom world, you're doing a lot of crazy stuff, I guess. You're doing a lot of, um, you know, not what people would think of like making someone feel good. Like, you know, a lot, some people are into pain. Some people are into being degraded, etc. But at the, you know, at the end of a scene, you're fulfilling someone's uh, need or fantasy or whatever and and so that part's always really cool to to be able to create the space where someone can be either who they are or like a character who they want to be yeah um that they don't have any other space to do that in you know yeah um and you know a lot of people are very closeted about their kinks or um you know, stuff like that. So it's just, it's so cool to be able to create that space for people. And um, it's just magical, you know? (laughs) So my favorite part about sex work is, yeah, just making people feel good, making people feel safe and desired. And um, also like living like a goddess sometimes, you know, like (laughs) getting flown places, like, Travel, you know, I, I traveled a lot before sex work too, but um, 
like when I was touring doing wrestling, I was like, I'm literally living my childhood. Like I used to watch like WWE and Fuck stuff yeah. when I was Hell a kid. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. Like it's not the same type of wrestling, but still I was like, I'm like, a, I feel yeah. like a rock star right now, you yeah. know? And, you know, I, not everyone's sex work experience is like that. You know, we have to talk about class and stuff and like, you know, people are out there doing survival sex work and that's totally legit too. But to be able to have a favorite part of sex work is a huge privilege. And um, I'm so, so I'm happy that I am, that I am privileged enough to, to have like a favorite yeah. part of sex work. And then yeah. it's not just like something that is one of few options or like my only option or something. You okay. know? Um, so I guess my least favorite part about sex work, um, I guess... Honestly, it's uh, probably the booking process. Because <laughs> when you're talking to these horny guys and you're like, I just need you to focus for like a few more minutes so we can like get through yeah. this administrative stuff and don't blow your load yet and just like, just stick with me. Just like, yeah. <laughs> focus. Yeah. Focus. We'll get to the fun stuff in a second. Just like, <laughs> um, so the booking can be a little bit annoying, especially because, um, you know, not everyone is is the same level of communication. You know, like you'll ask. You sometimes have to ask people for stuff several times. You know, it can be kind of a drag. Um, but yeah, I guess um, in, in sex work can be really exhausting too. So there is like a lot of. Um, I have, to, I have to be really aware of myself and, and my own energy and yeah. emotional availability too. So it's, it's, it seem it can feel hard to sustain, um, as it, it as like a full time thing. Like I like much respect to sex workers who are working, you know, full time, yeah. you know, like I was doing that for a while and I don't think I could, I could do that again. You know, like I, I, really try to space it out and and that's kind of why i switched to escorting too is because it pays more okay so i don't have to work as much okay to make like you know the same amount of money or whatever how is it i know you said i feel like you said like uh like the i guess the emotional side mm-hmm. of doming mm-hmm. is like a little bit higher than it would be for companionship my, my did i get that right or it, it, it can be you know okay. um it takes a lot of focus and just like um, to, to be like convincingly mean and, okay. and degrading, you yeah. know what I mean? So like being in that character is really what takes it out of me emotionally, even okay. though that this is like what the person wants. Yeah. Um, Just, I have to like come down from that for a while afterwards because it's like, it's it's just a a, a tense and, yeah. and charged space to be in. So so say like you are like degrading somebody, and this mm-hmm. is like what they like. They like this, right? Yes. Do you ever do you ever feel bad? Is it ever like I felt bad for saying this thing or doing this thing? Because because they are like getting joy out of this, like they like this thing. Well, no, I don't feel bad because there is a negotiation beforehand. Okay. We talk about things that are not okay. Because you have the boundaries. You have the boundaries. We talk about where the line is, you know, we, um, and because with um, humiliation or degradation, there's, um, there's different levels of it too. You know, some people want to be um, 
or, or rather some people are physical masochists and some people are emotional masochists, yeah. you know? So, um, it's like, you can do X, Y, and Z, but just don't tell me that you don't think my jokes are funny. <laughs> like that's, 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 that's the line, you know, it's like, it's like this, 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 right. but it's like, yeah. You think uh, I'm funny totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and, um, if I know that the scene is going to be really heavy, like I, always make time for aftercare okay. in the scene too. So it's like, and, 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 and before we go into, into scene, I, I tell people, you know, like you can stop this at any point. Yeah. If you feel like you're going to need to stop, like, or, or if it's getting to that point, like, let me know. Yeah. You know, but I no, honestly, like I don't feel bad. And I think that's why I'm good at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because it also just feels really good as a woman to be able to seriously look dudes in the eye and tell them how pathetic they are. <laughs> and that's a tame version, right? That's a tame version. Or, you know, um, it honestly, like, it can be, like, you have to, you don't want to lose control, you know, in that moment where you're, where you feel like this is a good outlet, you know, like, you have to ma- maintain, um, professionalism you know um you can't just like totally vent or like let go completely onto someone you know even emotionally that would be um inappropriate but it does feel good (laughs) you know (laughs) especially like at the dungeon where you know you're booking them and they're annoying on the phone and they're like just an asshole you know they're just like saying stuff that it's just like oh you know and then they get there and you're like "Mm, okay you know (laughs) (laughs) um it's but but again yeah like coming down and and coming out of that space um it i it definitely takes some time after the session to sort of like um come back to myself yeah you know and like remind myself that like Oh no, like I'm also tender and soft too, you know, like, cause sometimes it's like you scare yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, I went to a place I wasn't ready for, but hey, we're here. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you learn a lot about yourself and like things that you're capable of. Yeah. Um, and things that you can, um, like places that you can go to for other people. Okay. You know, so like I wouldn't necessarily really go searching for people who I could be degrading to. Okay. But if someone came to me asking me for that, then it's like, okay, like I can facilitate this okay, for sweet. you. You know, like I'm not out there like trying to find people to just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on the street just like, ooh, that guy. I'm coming for you, dog. You don't even fucking know. I'll make you cry, bro. Seriously. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it. it's kind of cool how doming has affected my personal life. Like it, through being a mistress, I just found a certain type of confidence in my everyday life where it was like, I'm not making excuses for other people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. <laughs> this it's so I appreciate Dom work for, for that aspect where it's just like you learn how to control people with your mind sometimes. <laughs> and and like how to command presence and like Do you, you ever know? do you ever feel like this? Like, do you feel like that when you're just like in your everyday life, you have a superpower that nobody knows about. Yeah, totally. You know, um, and and I and I know it. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real superpower. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But it's, it's kind of like when you're a trained fighter, you know, like you walk into spaces differently because you know that if someone fucks with you. Yeah. Or you're, you're just like not really worried about it as yeah. much, you know, and like Dom work is similar in that way where it's like I like I have more confidence in my like mental. Um, I don't know, just just more. I just feel like way more like self-assured. Okay. In in certain ways, I've always been kind of a confident person, but yeah. um, doming definitely like really polished that up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's 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 cool, you know, the dom superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? How long do you see yourself in sex work? As um, let's see here. You know, I think it's a great. I I, I see myself doing it for a while, particularly as just like more of a side gig okay you know um i think that like the way i feel now is i don't see any reason to stop completely yeah you know like uh it's it can be great for supplementing other things you know and right now it is my main gig until i make it in comedy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um but yeah, I, I know plenty of, like, mature providers, yeah. too, who are still, like, doing their thing. And I think that's great. I, I love that you can do that in sex work, you know? And, like, yeah, and, and just, like, my lifestyle, I don't like having a boss. I like to travel and move around. Um, I like making my own schedule, you know? So it really works for me. Yeah. And in, in those ways. Um so yeah, I, I see myself doing sex work kind of like indefinitely right now, you know. Oh, yeah. Um you know, when my book takes off too, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean if you're like this 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 uh stand up comedy career right. you're gonna have to support it because you don't make money. Right. You know? so That's like, what you, know, I... you can't stop. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> So, comedy. We talked about it a little before. You're a fan. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love comedy. Do you have a favorite comedian at all? <gasps> Okay, have you heard of Aparna Nanshirla? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. I love her. Um, let's see here. Who else? Well, when I was a kid, I loved, like, Eddie Izzard. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, oh, gosh, who else? Oh, now I'm blanking, of course. But, um... <laughs> we got Aparna. We got Eddie. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I loved... Um, I would rent, like, at that same video store, I would rent, uh, like, comedy VHS, and I would get, like, the old, um, who's the famous Eddie? Oh, Eddie Murphy. Yes. God. Okay. 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 I'm a stoner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, like growing up, like, I would watch Eddie Murphy, and I would watch, um, oh, my gosh, Wanda Sykes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm sure there's some other people, you know. Was it Titus? I used to watch Titus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dude can tell a story. Like uh, right, he's yes, good. I love he's good storytelling. Yeah. Like, um, Dimitri Martin. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, I recently got into Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, Schlesinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty funny, especially her like rants that she does like on social media. She, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's, she's so high energy. Too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think she's. Coming in like September or October to Atlanta. Ooh, I think. I, okay, I think okay. Cameron Esposito. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, there's oh, yeah. there's so many comedians out there. 
<laughs> you gotta come to a show. You gotta go to a show. I, I've I don't think I've ever been to a live. Well, I've been to some friends' live comedy shows, okay. but I don't think I've ever seen any big names live. Okay. But yeah, I I love comedy. I think that, um, you know, in my, in my like uh, imagination, I have like all these sacred archetypes that exist in in the world and in society and like the the sacred clown the jester yeah. like that is such an important role in in you know my view of society yeah. um because you can just you can really get into all kinds of topics you can really like bridge gaps if you can get people to laugh about stuff because it's like then you have a common ground if you can get someone to laugh about something that they maybe were uncomfortable talking about beforehand yeah now it's like you've broken the ice you've opened up like a safer space because it's like oh we're just joking here you know i mean i feel like if people are (laughs) laughing then they're on ease you know and it's like like people are more pliable when they're laughing but they are Mm -hmm. you know it's (laughs) pliable i love that word um yeah, and I just think it's important, too, that we laugh at ourselves, you know, yeah. that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Like, if you can't laugh at yourself, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not farting and laughing, what are you right, doing? Right, right, you know, yeah. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite parts about sex work, too, is it's just so funny sometimes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. sex is funny, you know? <laughs> Do you have a story you want to leave the people on? Do you have a story? Oh, my gosh. Do you have a favorite wrestling match? Ooh, yeah. Um, favorite wrestling match. I wrestled this guy in. He was Irish. This and we wrestled in England, and he was like almost seven feet tall. Wow. Yeah. And he flew from Ireland to Manchester, England, to see me, wow. which is like an hour. <laughs> but hey, you gotta go through customs. You yeah. gotta go through the airport. You gotta get on a plane. You gotta get off a plane. Right. Right. Things that happen, you know. Sure. (laughs) You're right. Yes, it was a big deal. Um, (laughs) But I loved him so much because, okay, I'm just a sucker for the Irish. I always have been. That Some people think it's a goofy accent. Me, it's just like a panty dropper. Uh, (laughs) I'm shameless. Um, So he was probably like seven foot tall. And, you know, I'm five nine. Um, (laughs) But he was like... So sweet and so goofy and tipped me like, like he booked a three hour session. Oh, wow. Wrestling session, first of all, you know. Um, And the wrestling venue was um, this place in Manchester, England. That's like just for sexy wrestling. Like it's a huge warehouse with like all kinds of different wrestling rooms and like a boxing ring. And like it's for private rentals. You know, people can use it for their personal stuff, but they also rent to pros. And um it was so funny because like we get there and it's like this old warehouse so i'm like what the fuck is going on you know, there's like pigeons in the corridor and stuff yeah <laughs> and like it's like what is going on um i get there and there's like a big boxing ring with like all these different countries flags all around it and i'm like okay you know and we like i'm looking around and there's like okay here here's our room and and like the shower's not working for some reason there's like no hot water like things are kind of like <laughs> not falling apart but i'm just like all right you know it's got character you know it's got character and there's like 
all kinds of cool photos on the walls of just like buff chicks, like just crushing dudes. And like, <laughs> just like, I was like, all right, cool. I can dig it. And, um, and I'm wrestling this guy who's like seven feet tall and like super dorky and like really lanky and goofy. And we're just having a blast. Right. And, um, and he wants to, uh, you know, raise the stakes a little bit. And he says, okay, he says, all right, Blythe, you're too good at this. And he's like, he's like, we've got to handicap you. You know, I was like, okay, like bring it on, you know. So he ties my hands behind my back. Okay. And you know, I'm in character, you know. So I'm like, all right, like bring it on, like no problem. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you down so fast, and I've got my arms behind my back. And he's such a bad wrestler that like. I literally make him tap in like two minutes, you know, even with my arms behind my back or whatever. Um, and then on top of the three hour session, he like tipped me the same amount oh, of nice. that he paid for the session, you know, so it was just like a great session overall. And then he took me out to dinner too. Oh, I was not, yeah, yeah. like starving. I was like, all right, you think like, let's go get some food. Um, so I don't know. That was like a really sweet, oh, yeah. uh, wrestling match, you know? And, um, Turns out he has like a heart condition and like he doesn't, he's probably not going to live very long. Oh, God. But he, that's, hey. the, that's the depressing ending. But, but he got to wrestle the one, the only. <laughs> right, yeah. So I was, I was like, hell yeah, like you live your life, friend. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad that I got to like, you know, hell yeah. kick your ass. <laughs> um, hell yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, that was like a really sweet wrestling session. It's a great story. You know, it's wholesome. The the accent, the accent you had, like the, <laughs> you're too good at this. <laughs> I've been working on it. You know, I've been perfecting it in the mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, I don't have too many like super crazy stories, but um, yeah. That's great. Oh. Oh, I do have some like artsy things that I've done before where I like had a whole, my whole head was like encased in like a plaster cast. Okay. For a session one time. Did I, I don't know if this was your Twitter. Probably. Did you get like a body mold? Yes. Is that you? Okay. I I mean, we tried. I didn't post any pictures of the full body, but um, I did post a picture of like, it looks so creepy. It's like, it's just like a plaster like cast over my entire head. And there's just like two breathing holes in my nose. And it was like over an hour that I was like, you know, I couldn't see. I would had this whole thing over my head. It was like, I couldn't really hear that much. So it was like a lot of sensory deprivation. That was really cool. I'd never like really experienced anything like that. And I was so surprised, you know, like when like things just come up and, and, You'll surprise yourself. And I just got so horny. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think that sensory deprivation would make me this horny. But like, I just feel so vulnerable. feel like a doll. Like, so that was like kind of cool. You know, sex work will just bring things up for you that you never like. You're like, oh, wow. Like, if you're just open to it, yeah. you know, like things will come up. And um, go into places you never would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. um I mean, other than like holding hands in someone's ass, like. Yeah, I mean, you started off strong with. The, yeah, you right. You started off like. <laughs> I feel like it's such a touching moment. Like you're like we're together, we're bonded. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like if someone's yeah, you don't forget about a fist in your no, butt. I feel like. No. 
<laughs> I wouldn't forget about it. <laughs> I love fisting. Yeah? Honestly, yeah. It's just so cool. <laughs> I've seen the videos. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I've, I put my foot up someone's ass, too. Nice. Like, I have a size nine. Wow, You yeah. know, so, like, that's, I feel like that's really impressive. That's, yeah. Um, but fisting's just, like, it just feels so nice in there. It's, like, yeah. real warm. It's um, a nice glove. Just, like, the, just a nice... Right, yeah. I have these long black latex gloves, and they're super sexy. Nice. Um, they're like above the elbow. Oh, okay. But at the dungeon, we had these like veterinarian gloves that okay. were just like they look like the cap those like very thin plastic cafeteria gloves. Okay, yeah. But like up to your shoulder. Oh, okay. They're made for like horse insemination or something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we had those at the dungeon which were you know they work you know you yeah. do like a couple you do like some regular latex gloves underneath and then that one over. okay okay but it is crinkly yeah definitely crinkly <laughs> it's still you know it's doing yeah. the job yeah totally. no one's disappointed right yeah all parties are happy, you know pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course when you leave i'm gonna think of like the most incredible story Oh man, Blythe, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate been so much fun. you. Oh, this has God. been so fun. Yes. I can't wait for people to hear this. Oh my gosh. They're going to love this. Who's going to hear this? <laughs> <laughs> I think people listen to the podcast. I'm not sure, but. You've I, been told that they. I've been told that people listen to the podcast. Yay. I don't know who they are, but they listen. Uh, where can these anonymous phantom <laughs> people find you on social media? Where can they find you? On Twitter, I believe my handle, I'm pretty sure it's mistress underscore Blythe. Correct. <laughs> Thanks for verifying that for me. Yes. So find me on Twitter, mistress Blythe. Um, I'm also on Instagram, um, at the Blythe show. And Blythe is spelled B-L-Y-T-H-E. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, my, my IG is private though. So you oh, know, if, um, if you don't have a legit looking account, then just send me a message or something. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Blythe, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah. I'm so glad we got to meet. Me too. Fuck yeah. It's so fun to talk about this stuff, you know, just in like a casual setting or whatever. Yeah. Just, so yeah, I appreciate you making the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we will be back later. That was my interview with Blythe Rex. Yo, shout out Blythe. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. So, so much fun. Listener, she just plugged it. You can find her on Twitter at mistress underscore Blythe, her Instagram at the Blythe Show. I'll have links to both of those in the show notes. Hit the show notes, click the links, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram at full service pod. I am at tank funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is through our Patreon. Each month, we have at least one exclusive Patreon episode. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. I've said it before, if you subscribe to the outcall tier of our Patreon, you will get the OnlyFans subscriptions of Sweet Haley Grace and Sophia Soma for a month. What are you Subscribe to the Patreon. Such a good time. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show, so if you can, hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, write us a review, I will read it on the show. 
if you cannot do that, tell somebody about the podcast. Tell somebody you know, somebody you don't know. Tell somebody that's behind you in line at the grocery store. They don't know what you're talking about, but just say it a few times. Maybe they'll look it up afterwards. Maybe they'll just be baffled and be like, I gotta look it up now. So, (laughs) this has been episode 94. I appreciate you being here. We will be back next week. Oh boy, what's happening? I got another interview for you. Who's it going to be? I will tweet about it. I will definitely tweet about it. So make sure you're following us there. But hey, that is all she wrote for today. I appreciate you being here. I will see you on Tuesday. Later. service.